Dusty, shut up. Gosh. Welcome to episode 79 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. I am gearing up today on this wet day to hit the range and hang out with John Patton from Gun Collective. So this will be a Johnny little boy. bit of a little bit of a change up for my week. And yeah, it should be good because I, for once, I'm not planning content. <laughs> and that's so weird. Isn't it nice? Like I, I love going to events. So it's only happened a couple of times, but I love going to things where where we don't have to plan and we don't have to film. We just show up and look pretty and do our thing yeah i definitely am still bringing camera gear um i'm gonna bring you know i'm gonna take photos and things like that i brought a bunch of rifles because i i don't know what john has in mind for us today it's only a couple hours and he's close enough that we're gonna be connecting and doing more and more stuff um, going forward so it it's kind of like the first range day and i've hung out with john a lot in the past but i haven't ever you know, we've never worked with him on his channel. Um, so it'll, it'll be exciting to see what he comes up with. Yeah. Heard a lot of good things about what he does. And then, uh, I've been working with John for years. Uh, in fact, <clears throat> I remember standing in my basement in my, so I, 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 I moved shops in my basement once. So if I consider how many shops I've had, I kind of considered two in my, first basement. But I remember staying at my very first shop in, in the basement of my house, talking to John on the phone. This is 2015 or 16. Um, and I was telling him about how I wanted to work with them. I wanted to get on TGC. Uh, but even his lowest package offering was, was like some crazy amount to me. I'm like, I, I'm a brand new baby business. And, uh, and I remember John telling me, he was like, listen, man, you know, let's figure this out. You tell me what you can do and we'll find a way to, uh, to put you in there. And, and I think we started out with just like, um, uh, just like a little product review or something like that. And every year I've been able to, basically every year for the last, last four years I've upped what I've done with them because it's been, it's been lucrative. So John's a good guy and he does good work. So I'm excited to see what, see what you guys do together. Yeah. I obviously have no expectations right now or, or no way to gauge what my expectations should be. So it's kind of rolling the dice again, you know, making a, a move that's calculated among our team, but I'm excited about it. And then everything else going on in our world just seems crazy and hectic as well. So it'll hopefully take a little bit of pressure off of me and where I'm at right now. And, and that's kind of been my, I don't know what I, what I would call it, but kind of my, my game plan here is I've been putting more people in place to generate more sales and leads outside of just what I'm doing so all of that takes a little time to gear up, but that's been, been working out pretty good for us. And yesterday we had, I guess it would have been yesterday. We had some pretty exciting news. We've got a really big job. We're going to be doing a pile of bullet traps for a military base 
and it's actually 40 bullet traps is what we're doing. Um, so we just got that award yesterday. And so now the guys went from, it's kind of, it's funny. So like every time historically when we have had a period of time in our company where things kind of slowed down a little bit, something big comes through. It's almost like you get that slow down purposely to get caught up with your regular orders so that this big thing that comes through, you, you can put your full attention to. So we, we still have been doing awesome this year um, compared to you know, even last year. And we've had a lot of growth even through this month, but then this came through and we're all like, Holy cow, this is going to take a serious effort to get it done. But those are the, you know, the jobs like this that we're getting now, are the result of putting the right people in the right place last year, gearing up some of our systems and getting everything ready to go. So it's, it's cool when I see things like this come through, it's encouraging then when you're making calculated decisions with like gun collective, for example, and you're, you're reaching new people and there's always risk there. But when you start to see some reward from that, it's, um, it's definitely, it lifts you up. Yeah. have some of those successes so it's nice to see it. yeah so there's i kind of have to remind myself when i go into certain things like that that there's going to be there's going to be things that you do that you're going to get some immediate uh response and feedback and sales and yeah, that sort of thing on but there's also things you're going to do that that are baby steps that are that are just planting seeds and it may be maybe years before you um, can see the effect of it, even though there's been effect leading up to it, it may be a while before you can see it. You know, I, and uh, we're kind of talking about just a little bit before this, this podcast, just, you know, some of the events that, that we've gone to over the years that at that time seemed like, well, it didn't seem like a lot of money. It was a lot of money <clears throat> to go to and you're, you're questioning if it's worth it because, you know, how are you going to track sales from that event? You know, you know, going to an event, you know, with a shooting event or something like that. You know, how do you track the benefit from that? And a lot of times the answer is you can't, there's no way to, to see how many sales we got, you know, uh, after the fact, you know, unless you have product that you're bringing there to sell, but a lot of times that's, that's not what we do, especially you guys. Uh, but the biggest benefit that we, that, that we see, and that's kind of what I was saying before the podcast is, you know, just our, our most recent example is uh, me and Dusty's trip to California. All of the, all those relationships that, that, that we have with those guys, like the, the four or five guys we met out there, um, one of them was from Ohio range day last year. One of them was from like the second S 12 event. Um, and two of the other were from shot show, you know, where we got to meet them in, in, in person. Um, and <laughs> if I were to go and add up the money that it's, that it took to go to those four events, it's, probably be sickening um but it's led to opportunity 
and it's led to friendships and relationships and stuff. So it's, it, it's, uh, and in some cases, I mean, that S12 event was, how long ago was that Dusty? Dusty's next to me. He says, yeah, that was like, like two or three years ago. Um, it's taken two or three years, like to get to the point where we were able to go out and meet with Eric and I think, and, uh, and, and shoot with them and, and stuff. So it's, that's one of the things that you have to weigh when you are looking to go to events because it's going to be hard to track physical sales off of, you know, like you can't have a discount code for, you know, for showing up to an event. So, and you aren't going to, you're probably not going to sell a whole lot of product at an event like that. So you have to look, you have to look at the long terms. I mean, do you look at, and one of the things I look at, I'm wondering if, if, if you look at this, do you look at like, just the brand awareness aspect of it. Like one of my goals is to, is to get my brand everywhere. Like I love when I'll get a message from somebody that's, that's been a Neomag user and supporter for years. And I'd be like, like, man, I, I remember when you first started and, I, and now I see Neomag everywhere. And that makes me happy because that means that, that, that the steps that I'm taking are, are working. So what do you think about just like paying for brand awareness? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, so I'm in this weird spot and I, this is the beauty of this podcast is a lot of stuff changes and a lot of things evolve. So I don't know at this point I'm, so we're analyzing and looking this year, especially because we were not able to do any of these events and we're experiencing the growth that we are currently and trying to decide how much is that exposure at this phase of our company worth going to more events and doing that stuff. So it's, there's absolutely value in that. And I think that when we first started back in 2015, 2016, if we would not have done those events and those shows and done all of that stuff up front, we would not have met all of our friends and our, our, the people we rely on, the people that speak our message um, and all of that stuff. So I, I feel like for us, it's going to change as we evolve as a company. And I see us doing, and I've kind of been consistent after the 2017, 2018 year, I've kind of held this position and we've been sticking to it is we've backed out of, more and more events and focused on the ones that we know are important or going to further what, you know, reach more people than we can reach already through our marketing. And I think that's just, so my answer to that is yes, it's extremely important. And then learning which events to go to. So you're not burning tons of money. Cause I mean, both of us have spent a lot of money and I was telling you, you know, I was telling Greg before the podcast started, the most frustrating thing for us is our product. And that might kind of deter people from doing certain things. I mean, if you're building something that weighs 1200 pounds, it's hard to get that thing to other places. And so every time I do an event that wants sponsored steel or wants us to have our targets out on the ranges, I can guarantee I'm going to spend over $5,000 just shipping product to that event and that's that's just shipping product 
Um, so it's, it's, it's hard for us depending on the event. So that's kind of a long answer to that, but no, I, I know them. that I can ship I all my product in a flat rate box. <laughs> and that's yeah. going to change people's, you know, what your value is. Cause it's, it's hard. It's hard sometimes for me. Sometimes I'm okay with just saying there's marketing value in this. And we did a bunch of events last year that I don't think were a waste. So none of the things that we did, I think were, were a waste. I think we're just becoming, we're learning more and more about what is worth us doing and going to. I can pretty much, and I'm sure you're the same way. You can kind of gauge just by seeing the layout of an event and who's there and what's going down, whether or not it's who you want to reach. And, and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's clear. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We, we have an open mind to still doing things, but we're a little bit more, we're a little bit slower to act and say yes. And there's a lot more, there, we have way more questions that we ask up front now to try to figure out, is this thing truly worth us, um, you know, going away? Because uh, one of the, one of the things that happens and it's partially because of what I do, we get a dip in, unless I can continue posting and creating content. If I can continue posting and creating content, we don't get a dip in traffic on the site or any, anything like that. But there's other aspects of the business that kind of slow down when we are focusing energy on the show. Right. Um, so that's another balance that we're trying to struggle through and figure out. But yeah, no, I, I get that when when we were in California, um, especially well the the most uh the most obvious reflection of us being being gone was was just on the customer service side of things like you know when we're here dusty's able to keep up with emails and customer service stuff easily when we're on the road and we're out of state and different time zones and busy and stuff like that uh you know you can't keep up with that as with that as much and um and we definitely fell behind on that and we had some customers that are frustrated and stuff so that's you know those are things that we we talked about after we got back was just um those are things that we needed to better prepare for when we're gone so it is hard when you especially when you're a small team and you even take a small part of that small team and you, you take them out of the loop just being being able to continue to run the company and and run it to the level that you need it to run is is a challenge <clears throat> yeah, one of the things I need to do very soon, and hopefully this year we'll do it, is just buy me a laptop. Like that's in our hit list of things to just get a nice MacBook Pro for me that has the same capabilities as my computer because as I travel, if I have the ability to edit videos especially and and keep the photos coming, it definitely slows some of that some of that um uh, inefficiency down it, it limits that but the other thing is i right now just travel like you were saying i travel with an ipad and that's how i can continue to keep up with my emails and that's not always the most efficient way to do that versus being at my computer yeah i don't know how you don't now, have a laptop i would i don't think i'd have a business without my laptop <laughs> the reason why is because i don't want i don't want to i don't want a pc that's the first thing yeah. and the MacBook Pro to have even remotely 
similar capabilities to my custom PC that I have at work, um, which we had bought one for the company earlier in the year, but I need another one is uh it's about five to six thousand dollars for that uh, for that laptop yep so i've i've held off for now but this year is this one's the year because the other thing i learned is with being at home and working from home that and we've talked about on the podcast that was a really unique experience for me if i have that laptop i will take intentional days where i am at home in my home office a hundred percent focused on what I need to be focused on. Um, and it's not like I need that every week, but having that, that tool will allow me to do that whenever I need to. So it's, yeah, that also would help with traveling and keeping up with customer service because I do, I see a dip in that all the time and it, it could be Instagram messages too, because we continue to get too many of them that I can't keep up with. And, I hate to say it at this point until I hire someone next to me, I can't keep up even with the DMS. So it's, uh, you guys don't really have a, do you have somebody that, that handles like customer service stuff specifically emails and calls? And now we do. Yeah, we have. So that pretty much gets handled between Emily and Jeff and that's been awesome. It's taken mm-hmm. that off of my plate. But like yesterday when we got I guess it's today, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It would have been Monday. So Monday this week, um, we got awarded that job. So my my whole Monday and Tuesday was consumed with AutoCAD, which it's been a while since I've done drafting or anything like that. But to get this, to get our our bid in, we came up with a basic design drawing. But now I needed to draw it for our guys in the shop. So it took me two days to completely draft that, draw that and get that already. Yeah. <clears throat> Those are like the curveballs that you get all of a sudden I plan my week out and then that happens. And it's like, Holy cow. And, and then other things get put on the back burner, but thankfully we have Jeff and Emily and, and Ethan will also jump in with any customer service, but really Ethan only jumps in when there's a, a question, if there's a warranty issue or, somebody has a missing product or broken product or something, then he gets involved to make sure that the, the right thing gets sent out. So yes, yeah, yeah, having a team is, is critical. And I'm, you know, the, the people aspect is very complex and you and I continue to talk about that all the time, but I'm excited. We have a couple, couple people we're looking at, to add to the the marketing team. And we did add one other in sales just a couple weeks ago. And it's been, it's been an amazing experience when you find the right people. Yeah, for sure. I need to, we're struggling right now just with, with manpower here. We need our, our, uh, one of our main guys is, uh, who bends all of our clips and, and does a lot of the, hands-on shop stuff is gone this week on vacation and he's going to be starting back to back to school here soon. So we're, uh, I mean, when he's here, we need more help. And now that he's not here, like I spent yesterday all day out in the, out in the machine shop, <clears throat> getting, getting parts ran and parts washed and, you know, all the stuff that he would typically be doing. You know, I'm out there doing and 
uh, just like the whole time I'm out there, I'm thinking about all, all, all the other things that only I can do that I need to be doing, but that stuff, you know, needs to get done too. So, uh, yeah, that can be an extremely frustrating yeah. experience. And it's, you know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, but we, uh, and then, you know, today after the podcast here, me and Dustin are going to head out to the range and get some stuff filmed. Oh, which, which reminds me. So I remember us talking, it was probably last fall. What, when you guys are going through, uh, like up, up in your, uh, up in your packaging game and boxing game and stuff like that for your, for your product. Uh, we finally did that and we had some new uh, custom boxes made that specifically fit like our Neo Magnus Sentry strap and, and our smaller products easily. Like for 90% of our, our, our orders are like one, two, three pieces. So we had these boxes made and I had the idea to, to use the box for something else. So it's not just a box. So we had a target printed on the inside of it. You know, it it looks like a, like an Ipsic silhouette target. And we put it like, you know, we we put the Neomag name on there and century strap and a couple dots. So like Dusty worked on the, on the actual layout of that and and stuff. So we got those boxes and, and actually we got, they got five pallets, which, is the size of our shop of our storage <laughs> shop. So we had, uh, uh, we had to scramble and, and we're like, there's boxes everywhere. Now there's flat boxes everywhere. And we're just, we're trying to stick them underneath tables. And, and we ended up, uh, so the other thing is we actually bought a box truck. I went and bought a, <laughs> I went and bought a 12 foot box truck because we're, we're at the point now where we're, we're, we're picking up and we're dropping off pallet loads of stuff. And, uh, and my, and my little pickup truck and Nate's Nate's little pickup truck isn't cutting it anymore. So we went and bought a box truck a couple weeks ago. And now we have, we're using that as storage. So we have boxes in the back of the box truck. We have boxes under tables or boxes everywhere. But, uh, one of the cool things that we like, we turned this box into a marketing uh, piece. So we go on the range and we're filming drills using our box with the target in it. And we're using that as a, like as a, a thing. And, and, and the crazy thing is we have people messaging us asking if they can buy the box. <laughs> like we have people excited about this box. And, and so it, it's pretty cool to, you know, to, 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 to be shipping these boxes and seeing people excited to open the box up. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's like being a kid again, where you're more excited about playing with the box than you are the thing that yeah. came in the box. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to the range to film some more drills with that. And, uh, and so it's, it's cool to make those steps and, and step some things up, but also, you know, find ways to make them more purposeful and, so, so we're excited about that. Yeah. I, I saw those boxes. I thought they were pretty cool. And about the same, probably around the same time we got, I don't know if you saw our newest boxes. We have branded 
boxes now are 24 by 24 by six. They're custom, have all of our logos and stuff already on the box. Nice. So those are pretty sick. And we ended up, I forget how many thousand we got. We got thousands of those. And those are 24 by 24 by six double wall. Yeah. They take up, I'm not joking. It's like, it's like 1500 square feet. Jeez. Just, just the boxes that came in. Yeah. We have, we actually purchased shipping containers for Outback. That's a good idea. We have them stacked. We have them stacked, man, because I have over 20,000 of those cardboard targets as well. Yeah. And those take up space too. So we, we actually, we essentially doubled the amount of cardboard we have on hand or maybe even tripled or quadrupled. Wow. And it was too much for our shop to handle. How much does a, how much does a shipping container cost? A lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Probably as much as your box truck. (laughs) Wow. I don't know. I'm probably not that much, but I want to say like a normal shipping containers between three to 5,000. Oh, less. I paid more than that for my truck, but that's, I don't know. When you said box truck, man, I'm like, I'm like thinking, you know, free, free candy. Um, Dark well, alley. No, yeah, we, we made the joke about about putting free candy on the side, or like free neomags and yeah. like spray painting on the side. Except nobody would know. They'd be it, driving around. It's a little. It's actually kind of cute. Just a little twelve foot truck. It does have a lift gate on it, which is one of the things we needed. Um, but I don't. know. One of my next steps, frankly, is there's like a there's there's a storage place down the road, like like two minutes away. Like if we have to, that's that's one of the next steps is to is to rent out a storage garage and start start keeping boxes in there. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper than than expanding in, into a new shop. So that's yeah, probably that's, next. That's something we're continuing to talk about. Is we we're continuing the process forward to think about adding an addition onto the shop. But there's also always this, at least in my head and in Ethan's head, there's this like, we know in the back of our minds that we aren't using our space to its fullest potential. And so it's, it's like that weird, we're in that weird phase where it's like, it, you could buy more equipment to fill this shop, which we did. We have some other stuff coming. But do you then install all of that right now and use it? Do you build the addition and then install on the new addition? And that's the stuff we're wrestling with because we we have so many different balls up in the air right now. And so far, we've had a lot of good return from everything we've done. And if this continues in the fall, we're going to have some some big decisions to be making for 2021. But it's – I mean, that's the fun part of owning the business is the unknowns. But it's like constant unknowns. You're constantly, constantly trying something, and that, that definitely, yeah, it can it wears me out. Well, that's like it's been a daily thought for me, especially the last I don't know three months or so. Is thinking about our shop and expanding versus moving, and when to do that, and um, like right now I've kind of <clears throat> pretty much made up my mind that we're going to stay where we're at. And we're going to expand. There's a space next, like literally next to us. We can, there's already a hole in the wall where a door used to be. We can just put a door back in there. 
and more than double our square footage here. So it's going to be easy. It's going to be less expensive, both in, in what it's going to take to make this space work for us. It's going to be, it, it, it's not going to be super expensive and, um, the rent is a fraction of what it would cost for our, you know, versus our own mortgage plus taxes plus upkeep and all that stuff. But, you know, so there's just um, there's some really nice perks. Plus, this place is four miles from my house, so um, I'm not really gonna, I'm not really going to get it any closer. So I don't know. There's but but at the same time, I think there's going to be some awesome opportunities to purchase some. Uh, you know, that's uh, commercial properties just with the way them, unfor unfortunately, the downturn in, in the market right now, like in the retail market is, is going to work to our favor where we could potentially be able to buy some place for a fraction of what it would have cost six months ago. So I'm also keeping my eyes open for that, but um, I think still dollar for dollar and, and, and downtime and stuff like that. Like any money that we would lose on downtime, moving to a new place, uh, you have to consider that too. So, uh, I, mean, I, I talked to a landlord on Friday and said, Hey, I, I, th I think we're going to, we're going to you know, need to move into the space next door. So. Yeah. Yeah. That probably makes sense. But which is exciting in itself to you know, think about expanding again. We just moved here, what, nine months ago? It's ha it hasn't even been a year. Yeah, that's the weird aspect of this year's. Uh, I, there, there's like the negative Nancy inside of me is like, oh, this year was just a fluke and next year is going to go back to normal. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that is the case. Um, but you just, you don't know. Yeah. You know, I, my biggest concern holding me back from major moves this year, including the events like we talked about at the beginning, is we just don't know what is going to happen before the end of the year. I, I just, because it's an election year, regardless of your, your politics or anything, I just feel like someone's pulling levers somewhere and they're going to do something crazy yeah. by the end of the year. And, and I'm just we're in a good spot right now where we don't have a lot invested. We, um, you know, it's not like we have tons of cash out trying to do different things. And because of that, if things slow down, we're not going to be freaking out trying to figure, figure out how to keep the cash flow going. But I mean, we still will be obviously because we, we, you need cash flow to run your business, but it's not going to be the same as if we just tried three different initiatives and they all cost money and something bad happens. So I'm, we're kind of playing the conservative game for that reason as well. But we'll see. I know we're, we're, we're getting kind of close on our time here. Of what, what, we've, what we got, but that raises a question that I was thinking about earlier is, uh, do you use, years that we're in right now where, where, where we're in a boom, you know, for whatever reason, do you use this time to be conservative and use this time to, to stockpile and 
maybe take it easy on advertising because things are going well, so you don't have to advertise. So you can you can take this cash flow and hold it, or do you use this time to attack because you have quote unquote extra money coming in that you weren't weren't planning on, or do you use this time to attack and spend money and and essentially grow your reach what's your what's your gut tell you or you know even what have you guys been doing we've been investing in our team and that's that's what we're doing and that's what we're going to continue to do through this year rather than taking tons of money and putting them into shows and things or other events we're taking that and investing in salaries and and so yes i think you're right i think we are we're willing to invest so what i'm saying is it's not like we're shutting off everything and saying okay let's be super conservative uh, what we're doing is we're doing things and trying to do things that don't take gobs of cash up front that tie up assets for the next 6 months um and rather we're bringing in other people in other ways to help further those sales and it's been working it's been going well for us at this point so i think it depends on the goal that you're trying to you know uh, what you're trying to do but yeah i I don't think that we should have completely stopped um, you stopped investing i think it just where we are at as a company changed what we're investing in at this point and that's pretty much it gotcha yeah so i've i mean i'll be honest as as soon as I saw an uptick that first month of of this boom that we're in, my first thought was, where can we spend money to advertise and grow? Like, where where aren't we where aren't we advertising that that we can? And where can we get? Like I said earlier, you know, one of my goals is just to get my get my brand in as many places as possible. So that we're we're working towards becoming that that industry in in house name, um, you know, like I want people to when you know when people talk about holsters, they they talk about the Raymond concealments and they and they talk about the the T Rex arms. You know, like you know, those are the are the you know, for lack of better words, like big names or, you know, or Safari land, you know, those are the names that come up. I want Neomag to be one of the, of the conversational names that come up. And so for me, just <clears throat> getting that out there as much as I can is, is how I'm going to get there. So I've been using this year to try to make that happen. And yes, you know, so we've been investing <clears throat> internally a lot too. We've, we've hired more people. We've, we've, we've invested in, in machinery. CNC machine and a and a air compressor and um, box truck and you know just you know you know taking the opportunity to to invest internally for that growth but but also just using this opportunity to 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 try to explode outside and I think part of that is you know, you know like you said it it depends on what your goal is so obviously if my goal is to to become a household name then I'm using this opportunity to do that. And I think part of that is probably also 
it, it's going to be different for each company for how you were set up before all this happened. If you're a company that didn't have a whole lot of cash, cash flow and, um, and you felt that fear of, you know, you know, how can I survive if something like this happens now, you're probably using this opportunity to, um, I want to say hoard, but you're using this opportunity to, to, uh, you know, to, to keep that cash and the, yeah, so that the next time you can get to the point where you can spend it. So it's been a, it's been a big learning curve and, and I'm, I'm still, I think we're still on the upward trend of that learning curve because, you know, like you said, we just don't know, you know, how does this look in November? How does this look in January? How does this look next November? And we don't know if this is going to continue to, to go up or is it gonna, yeah, just what's going to happen. So, you know, you know, one of my big concerns has been we've ramped up to where we need to ramp up to keep up. Um, and I'm kind of, I'm getting to a point now where I'm afraid to, to, to ramp up anymore. Uh, at least right now, at least until I see that there's going to be a, you know, if, if, if this does steady out and this is how, how it's going to be, then I'm going to be okay to, to ramp up more, but I hate to ramp up beyond a point that I can't ramp back down if things go back down. So it's been an interesting year. It's been an awesome year. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I, I can't complain. I, I don't have all, all the answers, you know, I'm sure I'll look back and, and say, Oh, I should have done these things in 2020 because we had the opportunity. But um, at the same time, what has been working for our company is, um, you know, we want to reinvest in and we want to keep pushing forward with, so it's going to be different for every, everybody's going to be approaching things differently. And like you said, I mean, if you're a company that you started out with tons of like gobs of debt and, and you're up to your eyeballs in that and maybe your sales didn't blow up to the level of what you would have thought or what we're talking about. It's going to change how you do things drastically. Um, you know, if you're a very lean company, you don't have debt and you have a high margin product, there's not much, there's not the same amount of risk. You know, you, you might be able to really buckle down and do some big moves this year, but each, the only people that know that really is the individual and their company, um, as to what, what move, but I think whatever you can do, I mean, it's kind of a, a pretty standard thing for me as I'm looking at what, what can I do to reach as many people as possible to solidify our brand the way that we want to see it solidified for the least amount of least amount of money possible or the most bang for your buck. And you know, you're only going to gain that as you've been building the business for a couple of years. It definitely, you know, back in 2015, 2016, I wouldn't have been able to answer that question for us. And I, I can't answer that necessarily for other companies either. So we got about uh, maybe 10 minutes left. <clears throat> I think it's time uh -oh. for everybody's favorite segment. Break. Our only segment. Break. It's just, it, it gets worse every time. It never gets better. It gets better. All right. 
We're going to do and, a, and the worst part is Greg always comes up with the questions and I never have any idea. We're going to so, do a, we're going to do a, we're going to do a would you rather question today. This will be fun. Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of everyone else? I can't think of a reason why I'd want to see in the future of everybody else for 10 minutes. That's it. Yep. So 10 minutes, 10 minutes. That could be a difference between life and death for either for yourself or someone else. But can you imagine like, so it's 10 minutes in the future for everyone. So what do I like make eye contact with you? And I know, so I guess 10 minutes, boom. So I read the question, you know, as much as, as I do. So we can infer from here out anything else. So I guess my, my question is, is that like just a one time 10 minutes thing? Or is that like a scale, like a moving 10 minute thing? I can, I can constantly look at somebody and tell them what's going to happen 10 minutes from now, or is it just a one time 10 minute thing? So I guess that's, that was what, that, that was one of, one of my first questions. I I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. Don't, I don't, don't want to see. <laughs> I don't want to know my future. So I think I'm going to go and I want to see other people's futures. So I don't know. You have kids. So oh, I got to, it. Okay. To be able to look and see if they're going to fall off a cliff 10 minutes from now. I can go here and hold them back. This. Here's why we both need to answer see for everybody else, because you and I are going to create a partnership and we're going to start a business telling the future of other people and we're going to charge money for this. And that's why we need to see into the future of other people. Okay. So you see want that? to make money off of this superpower. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't, if it's only 10 minutes, like, I mean, people right now pay money to see future fake things. Sure. So imagine I think- if you actually could tell them, I mean, you could be like the world's greatest bodyguard. That's true. Especially if it's like a rolling bank of telling the future, as long as you can decide when to turn it off. Because if all you're doing is like, if you like are around people and you automatically know their future, that would be a pain in the butt. Well, the thing that would be honestly, but the thing that'd be annoying about it is if people know that you have that power, they will just constantly walk around looking at you like, are we good? Are we good? Yeah. It's good now. It's just like, like anytime that you like go to reach, reach for them or something, they'd be, you know, they'll be like, Oh, what was going to happen? So that, 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 that there's a downside to that too, that people are just going to be constantly asking. Well, you. so they don't have to know. And we wear masks when we're doing our future telling. Well, we have to wear masks everywhere now. Well, we don't. <laughs> I'm not talking about the mouth mask. I'm talking about the eye masks. You know, the cute ones like superheroes wear and villains. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd go with seeing other people's because I just, 10 minutes isn't that much time. It isn't, it isn't. Like I said, if, if, if that's a, I keep thinking scaling. I'm not sure that there's a better term for it. But if that's a, if it's a rolling 10 minutes that you can constantly see, uh, which is, I guess, in my head, how this was working. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting 
question there. Maybe it wasn't. If it wasn't, well, sorry. Fu- future Tellers Unlimited LLC. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The other thing, too, think about it this way. If we both had the superpower and we saw other people's future, we could see each other's future. So if you really wanted to know your 10 minutes, you just have to ask me. That's true. We could see each other's 10 minutes. There you go. See, this is why this uh, makes sense. Yep. That is the best move. Take us I like away. That. I like that. Base break. Base break. So that's going to be like trademarked someday. That, that little jingle? Yeah, I guess. Is that I think I need to get it? into the jingle market. I need to quit this job and start making jingles for people. Nah, I feel like that would get boring. No way. I can make all the annoying jingles that everybody's walking around humming all the time. <sighs> like I, I, I want to throat punch whoever came up with the, the, the McDonald's jingle. Which one? Do, 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 do. I want to throw a punch that guy. I don't know that one. Girl. You don't know that one? I, I live in a rock, man. Maybe that's old. I don't I haven't seen a McDonald's commercial in a decade, but but I remember well <laughs> maybe here's why it's even worse. My boss two companies ago, she would constantly walk around singing that. Oh, that would drive me crazy. And I couldn't stand her. So I'm associating that jingle with someone that I didn't get along with. You're projecting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot of layers to that one. Why I especially hate that jingle. Well, good thing we're not in the jingle business. And good thing Icebreak is over. It's not over, over. It's just it's over, over for today. We'll bring it back next week. <laughs> Friday. I just think it's funny that we do the icebreak at the end. I feel like next episode we should just do it at the beginning like an ice break is supposed to be done. Sure. Next we just week. intro, intro, ice break. Intro, how's it going, buddy? You say I'm doing good. And then I'll just go right into the jingle. Well, it's going to be terrible next week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up. I'm just going to say, like, no, it's bad. It's bad. It's just bad. Let's go bad. into the ice break. I think it's bad. Just ice break. All right. All right. We need yep. to get going. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.